This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Welcome back to the DTC pod, everybody. I'm your host, Jay. And today we're going to be talking about communities, exclusives for brands, brand-owned communities, exclusives, all kind of fun things you can do to really increase engagement for the people who buy your products. I know last week we talked about e-commerce subscriptions and that turned into a little bit of a conversation about exclusives, but I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper this week on this topic, give you some examples of great companies, great brands that do exclusives, offer some community examples as well, different platforms you can try and use to establish your community, some of the advantages that it provides, and some things you'll need. Let's go ahead and jump right in. So let's talk about why you need exclusives and having like different drops and how it relates back to brand-owned community. So I really kind of see this sometimes going hand-in-hand, and that's why I'm kind of tying both of them together. Having exclusives kind of helps to build that community And you can offer some of those benefits to an exclusive community that you have, things like them being able to be introduced to new flavors, scents, colors, variants, materials first. And that can be for either like your subscription group, like we talked about last week, or you can just have something like that that's more generally available for people to be able to jump in. And really what that does is for those closed communities that you're creating and you know you're providing some of that stuff early access or or even just general access maybe there's no community behind it but you're still kind of forming a community in that sense when you start doing those kinds of things because people get excited they tell their friends they go and talk about it and it's just really interesting stuff i mean some of these things like exclusives can really create a lot of hype around community and really also just drive up the value of your product as well. So that's just something to consider over there. So a couple of companies that I really like when I look at companies, brands that do exclusives really well and help to like foster that sense of community. The first one is Kith. You might have heard of them before. They do a lot of clothing stuff. They have, um, they're a pretty big brand and they do a lot of collaborations as well with other brands. And so they kind of create sometimes like exclusive clothing, exclusive merch with those other brands. Like they've done stuff, I think, with Coca-Cola. They've done stuff with cereal before. It's really crazy and cool, but they drop these exclusives and people get really hyped about them and they flood the site when the exclusives go live and people are reselling it. But, you know, it's part of that community. Like people love kind of being involved over there and and really like have so much like support for the brand. They're basically super fans. And so that's a big way to do stuff with like exclusives. Another really good example is like an ugly drinks. I know we had Hugh Thomas on the podcast before over here, and we'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well. But Hugh and his team do a really good job of exclusives. They have different flavors that they announce every so often. And a lot of it's driven through their community. You know, they have a huge Facebook group. Hugh talked about that and how he's worked to kind of develop that and how they do product feedback and all of that stuff. 
And so they do a really good job. That's another great example. Bad Fit Fun is another example. This one's a little bit different because they're kind of dropping new products or different things like every season. And it is a little bit different, but it works in the same way in terms of the benefit that you get. People get really excited, you know, when FabFitFun opens their opportunity to pick what's in people's next boxes. The site gets flooded. A lot of people go over there to go check it out. And so those are just some really good ways that kind of like having exclusives and drops and things like that can really help tie back to creating that really strong sense of brand and that brand community. So, you know, you don't always have to necessarily own your brand community. Some of these instances, brands maybe aren't doing that. So I don't know if Kith has a Facebook group, but if they don't, let's say they don't, they still have that community that they've established, but it's not a brand owned community. But, you know, it's still an important type of community over there. There are some other really great brand owned communities too. Some examples of those You know, if you have a Peloton or you've gotten really big into at-home fitness, I'm sure you've heard of Peloton and Peloton has their own Facebook group as well for their riders. And that's a really great community as well. Sephora has their Beauty Insider program. Skull Candy's got a Facebook group with over 2 million people. Um, Mindful Health also, who we just brought on the podcast. Um, You know, we had Ashton Marshall who was over there, an affiliate manager, he was talking about their Facebook group that they've built in that does a lot of great stuff in there and is really large as well. Are you interested in DTC and e-commerce content? Join Trend's exclusive community for everything DTC, the DTCers community. We're talking marketing, product, growth, and more all about DTC. Go to trend.io slash podcast. That's T-R-E-N-D dot I-O slash podcast. And look for the Slack community link to claim your invite. We hope to see you on there. So a few different ways that you can set up your own community. So you can either take the approach of like, we're just going to build a ton of hype and that's going to be kind of our community. Like people are just going to talk amongst themselves. There's not going to be any primary channel that we're going to own. It's not really a brand owned community. Or you can be like, I'm going to take the approach of building a brand-owned community. And so if you're going to do the brand-owned community, a couple of ways, a few ways that you can do it. Facebook is the most popular one by far. A lot of brands have Facebook groups. That's a great way to get into it, to get started. But I'm going to go through some other ideas as well to kind of get the brain spinning in terms of how much time you want to invest in this kind of where you want to take the direction. And all of it's really going to depend on where your audience is too. Like, you know, if it's going to be hard for you to get people into your Facebook group, maybe there's a different option that you might want to consider. So if you're thinking about Facebook group, if you're thinking, hey, let me try something else, here's some other options that you have as well. Instagram close friends is a great way. Most of you have probably a brand account for Instagram. And so Setting up close friends could be a really good way to announce exclusives too and just continue to like ask your primary group of customers, like those people that are most involved. And there's a bunch of different ways for picking that. You can have some sort of qualification process and we'll talk about that later on towards the end of the podcast. But that could be something you have. You could do a Discord community. Those are really popular. I know Gen Z is pretty big. Some of them are pretty big on Discord and stuff like that. That's a good option. You could also, even if you have the money and you want to create your own app for your own network, 
You could totally take that approach as well. That's probably the most expensive one. All these other options are pretty much free. Reddit is another great place as well. We had a podcast over here just recently and one that's going to be launching soon actually with Dradia Skin, who actually ended up doing a lot of their early growth through Reddit. And so uh, the founder over there was involved in a subreddit that already existed, but you can create your own subreddit too for your brand. An example that does it really well, that's not a direct-to-consumer brand, but Notion, a software brand, if you've heard of them before, they have their own subreddit. And so that's another way to set something up. You can also have an ambassador program. And this one's kind of a, a fun one because you can combine it with some of the other ones that we just talked about. But that's another really good way to get people involved in your brand. So let's talk about the advantages of having a community, whether it's brand-owned or whether it's not brand-owned. A lot of these advantages are probably going to come more so from the brand-owned side. So I would really focus in on figuring out if you have the bandwidth to create a brand-owned community, go for it. So some of the advantages you're going to get, you're going to be able to drive more product innovation just because people are going to be having conversations about maybe, you know, oh, I wish this was in this color or, oh, I wish they would have this flavor. I saw another brand have this flavor or stuff like that. Another advantage is that it's a great way to get to know your customers. Just on a little bit of a personal level, you can also interact with them. You know, for most direct-to-consumer brands for people, the best they get is like the email sequence after they place their order, maybe a note in the box when the order arrives, but not really very much. Like they might get some emails and things like that. But this is a really good way to directly respond to your customers over there. You can also reduce support tickets, which is a huge, huge advantage. And the thing with that is, is if people are talking about your product and asking questions, you might have other customers in there or other users that are jumping in to answer those questions. So that's a really good way to kind of have even your support going. If it's not 24-7, you might have a little bit of 24-7 support going on here through a community. Product feedback is really good over here as well. That's another big advantage. And that can be from more of like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? And you can get that kind of feedback and see if you're making the right direction or the right steps or however you want to think about it. Product feedback can be a really big advantage over here. And the last one is just increased engagement. Like you're going to turn these people into super fans by having them in their own community. So that's why it's really big over there. I would highly suggest considering a brand-owned community. We'll be providing some more resources in the show notes as well, so check those out. But definitely a really strong play over there. So to run your brand-owned community, if that's what you're thinking, um, there's a lot more steps I could dive into, but I think the two key things that stand out for me, you're definitely going to need a community manager, so someone who's going to be basically like the group admin and going in and, and you know, monitoring conversations, making sure they're about on-topic stuff, people aren't just posting spam or talking about something else. You're gonna have to do a little bit of admin over there. And then also the second piece that I think is really important is figuring out like the qualification of how people get into that group. So do they need to be customers? Do they need to be subscribers? Are they only for people who have purchased from you like on a certain dollar value or purchased X amount of times? Those are some things that you probably want to consider for that community piece as well. So that's all I really have about community. I'm sure we'll probably bring someone on to the podcast as well to talk about this topic more in depth. 
But hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you found it valuable. We'll definitely be including some awesome resources in the show notes over here. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to drop us a quick rating, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll see you next time on the DTC pod.